You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3, and this is Mornings with Eric and Bridget. Well, even the strongest of marriages, like cars, can benefit from an occasional tune-up. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean an engine overhaul, but it does mean taking a look under the hood and making some tweaks. And we're going to talk about that today with Dr. Bob Paul, who's vice president of Focus Marriage Institute and with Hope Restored at Focus on the Family. Bob, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Nice to be with you guys. All right, Bob and Bridget, my problem is I'm not very handy. And <laughs> if if I open up the hood of my car, I'm just looking at a bunch of wires and engine stuff, and I don't even know what I'm dealing with. And I think for some of us, that might be the same thing with marriage. We, we realize that we might need a little bit of a tune-up, and we don't even know where to begin. Is it my oil needs to be changed or... Uh, the brakes are, I don't know. I don't know. Bob, where do we start with this whole thing? Because you open up the hood sometimes and it's a mess and you don't know where to begin. Well, you know, that, that's a, that's a great way to look at it because I think that's realistic for a lot of people, Eric. And, um, honestly, I think the place you begin is first of all, to, to really know what to do with your car is good to be a bit of a mechanic. Um, to know what to do with your marriage is good to just be human. <laughs> and I think we've got that covered. So the first thing I think that makes it so easy to actually begin to explore how your marriage is doing and figure out um, how to make it better is to ask yourself the question or to recognize that, that a great marriage, and this is our definition of a great marriage, it's, it's a relationship that both people love and both people love the direction it's headed. So that's an easy thing to assess. Hey, how are you feeling about the way things are right now? Are you feeling good about it? And if your spouse says, no, I wish it was better, or you say, no, I wish it was better, that's the thing you want to strive toward. What can we do to make this something, to improve this, to make this something we both feel good about? It's just an easy place to start. That's a great place to start, but how you respond to that question is important, too, and when you respond, I guess you don't want to just point the finger, right? Well, if you do this and you do that, then everything would be better. I guess how what what advice would you give on even responding to a very insightful question like that? Well, I think it's important to just be honest about what's going on. I think that what what a lot of people don't realize is that they think that for the marriage to be good, it not only has to feel good to both people, but they have to like it for the same reasons. And, you know, my wife and I uh, have been together a long time, and we are very different from one another. And I would say, finally, at this stage of our life, we both love our marriage. But if you were to ask us what it is about our marriage we love, you're going to get two completely different lists. I mean, there'll be items on there that we share, but there's so much that we like about our marriage that is much more about me. So the nice thing is, what I, what I want to do if I want my marriage better is I want to find out how she's wired what matters to her and what would really make this feel good to her? What would make it feel better for her? What would make the direction be something she's more positive looking toward? And the same thing for me. And then once we have that out on the table, we can go, okay, now what can we do to make more of that true for both of us? But it doesn't have to be one that you both love for the same reason. And it really doesn't have to be a relationship that anybody else on the planet would like as long as the two of you like it. All right. So you, I'm not talking about a couple I know. This is some random couple out there, okay? Let's just put that out there. This is not this has, has nothing to do with my life or anything else, but you were to ask, you know, that question about, you know, what do you love about your relation? And you know, and I'm like two thumbs up, everything's great, or no, some random person's like 
two thumbs up, everything's great. <laughs> right, right, right. And then some other random person is is giving a list of wonderful things, and that other person's like, I'm lost. I don't know what they're talking about anymore. How do we answer this question so that our spouse, or how do we even ask the question to draw the answer out of our spouse? Well, you know, what I, I think that's also pretty insightful. I think that's pretty common. And a lot of times it's, it's uh, sort of gender-wise the way you sort of described it about your friends. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The, um, yeah. The, uh, um, a lot, what we're finding, we've got this phenomenon right now in our culture called the gray, the gray divorce. And we're finding that, that, that one out of every three divorces that are occurring are occurring in people over 50. And of that, the majority of the ones that are, that are pursuing the divorce are the wife and and a quarter of the guys that are being served with divorce papers are being completely blown out of the water and caught off guard because in their mind, everything's fine. And one of the big mistakes people make is to think because you're feeling okay about it, that things are good. And I, and I know that if my wife says, you know, I, I might be happy with things. If, if my wife says that she's not happy with some things or things aren't working well for her and I don't take that seriously, I'm setting it up and I want to go, okay, so right now the way this is structured is going fine for me, but what's missing for you? What can we attend to that would make this better? And I may not understand it, Eric. I may not understand what she's talking about because I'm not going to relate to it, but I'm going to lean into it because what I want is to figure out how to make it as good for her as it is for me. You said something interesting. You talked about how you and your wife are very different, and I think a lot of couples can resonate with that. But there's something that we hear when it comes to divorce often, and that's irreconcilable differences. And I I noticed in your book, one of the lies that we believe is that our differences are that. So if we are different and it seems to be driving us apart right now, how do we come back together even in our um, uniqueness? I think the important thing to recognize is that the mistake we make is thinking that the differences are the problem. And, you know, I work with thousands of couples uh, that are in really difficult shape. And what we've learned is that the differences actually are never the problem in marriage. Never. I don't care how many divorces happen because of what they quote as irreconcilable differences. If you think about it, the differences were created by God. They were created on purpose with purpose. The problem is not knowing how to value the differences and how to utilize them. I look at this silly analogy, but I love sports. So when I think of a great sports team, um, I am always wanting to see a team of people that are very different. They have different strengths and they have different weaknesses. And great teams play to each other's strengths and cover each other's weaknesses. Same thing is true in marriage. My wife is very different. And I've oftentimes seen, even though at first I saw the differences as fascinating and delightful, They started to become a pain in the rear end after a while. Hmm. I got to a point where I had to realize that those differences were intentional by God. They're purposeful. And I want to learn to value those differences and say, okay, how can we, how can we play off each other? How can we, how can we make our marriage uh, thrive with the differences instead of think the the key is to get rid of them. You, You talked about sports. Okay. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl again. How did this happen? Well, it was small little things that they changed from, a, you know, they had this high powered offense that was doing all sorts of crazy things. 
and it stopped working for them. So they said, let's break things down. Let's go back to the basics and let's do some simple things. And all of a sudden things started ticking again. And now they're back in the, in the Super Bowl because they broke things down and said, maybe we're doing way too much here. Maybe we need to just slow it down and do what we do best. I think that's yeah. if we're looking at marriages, yeah, it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? It is. And I love your analogy because you know where I live, right? No, I have no, no. idea. Where do you live? I, I, I'm in Springfield, Missouri. Ah. So, so, so am I saying the truth so, here? <laughs> so, so yeah, you're, you're, yes, you're, you're singing, you're singing my song. You're right though. I think you're, I think it's exactly right. I think that what you, you're saying is that what they did was they saw that there were some things that weren't working well. And instead of just throwing up, throwing in the towel, they went back to the drawing board and said, okay, what do we need to tweak? How do we need to make it better? What can we do to make this something good? That is exactly the attitude you want to bring to your marriage. What can we tweak here? It doesn't necessarily need an overhaul. Maybe it does, but more often than not, it's about tweaks. It's about paying attention. It's about saying, hey, how you feel matters to me as much as how I feel. What can we do to make this work good for both of us as opposed to, this is great for me, get over it. You need to figure out how to make yourself happy with this. That's a bad plan. So how do we... Okay, I, this is going to be a different answer maybe for every couple, but what are some ideas? What are some things that we can kind of do to help us get to that point where we're ready to make these small changes? Well, I think that you've, you've got to decide that, that what success is and that you want that you want what comes from taking the extra time to put the work in. I want to feel close and connected. I want, I want my wife and I to feel good together. I want us to have enjoyable times together, and I want us to be able to work through the inevitable challenges that will come. I want all of that to happen. And when I realize that when I live, let myself notice that the fact that, that let's say my wife is the one who's not pleased with something, that that's not where she's at and that she's not feeling good about it. That's going to motivate me to say, okay, I know this is going to be better for us and be better for me. If I take the time to lean into this, to look under the hood and say, okay, how can we make this better? What can we change? What do we need to tweak? But I got to find the motivation first, because if I just go, hey, you know, she's got to deal with it because I'm happy. Uh, that'll never work. That'll never get me there. In the end, that's going to that's going to come back and bite me. And uh, I just have seen enough to know I don't want to let that happen. So I get motivated and I start doing the work that needs to, to be done. You know, it's, it's like a garden. You can't just throw seeds in the backyard and hope the garden grows well. You know, you got to tend to it. You got to, it, it takes work. You got to till the soil. You got to weed from time to time. You got to, you got to water. All of those things take, take a little bit of time and effort. Marriage is the same. You want your marriage great. You got to invest something in it. You can't just put it on autopilot. Yeah. And with focus on the family, tell us about some of the resources you have for marriages at every state. The marriage that just needs the tune up or the marriages that may really be struggling and on the brink right now. Well, we've got, we've got all sorts of books that we've been working on to get the things that we've been learning for the last quarter of a century uh, into people's hands if they just want a tune-up. Um, so we've got, we've got resources like that. We've got events that they can go to. We've got retreats at our properties. We've got five properties around the U.S. and three in Canada. And we have retreats there, which are a great getaway. Um, and then we, have, we go to churches and we, we do events there. Um, if, if, if a couple is struggling, we've got our Hope Restored program, we've got, uh, which is an intensive counseling program that has a ridiculously high success rate, a faith-based program, and, and that's available. And then if you just want to call in, we have counselors that, they, that 
that can take your call and you can tell them what you're struggling with and what you're, and it doesn't, not just about marriage, about virtually anything. And we've got caring counselors that can, that can meet with you for free and just kind of give you some tips and some, some, and points you in a, in a better direction. So focus has a lot. Then of course the website, we've got a ton of stuff on the website, articles and videos and, and activities and all sorts of things and assessments. There's a lot. Focus has got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Well, you can find out more at our website, ericandbridget.org, and uh, the links are listed there for you. Going back to our uh, car mechanic, okay? If mm-hmm. I need to put air in the tire, I can do that. If I need to change the brakes, I'm going to a professional. In my marriage, how do I know when I can tweak some things or we can talk through some certain things, but how do I know when I, I've gone too far and I, I can't fix this? What, what's that breaking point where I have to go get some help? Anytime you feel that what you have done, what you've been attempting is not getting you where you need to go, it's really okay to reach out for help. I mean, we were not built to do this on our own. Now, if you've got caring friends that are wise that can give you some counselor or a mentor couple that can be there for you, great. But unfortunately, our culture today, we're so isolated that uh, unfortunately, my profession is pretty pretty um, needed because a lot of people don't have someone who has any game, who's any, has got any knowledge that they can go to. So they got to hire a professional, but if you're not being successful in getting things where you want to go, get help. There's no crime in that. That's just part of being human. And so necessary. And and I know you guys have, again, resources to that at, uh, at focus, which we have a link to at our website any last thoughts for someone today as they're listening to this conversation and their hope is for a stronger marriage? They don't, maybe their spouse isn't on the same page right now. What hope can you give them for their desire to grow stronger? Well, I love that because, you know, one of the things that I lean on the most is my knowledge that our Lord loves us and really wants nothing for the best from the, you know, for us. I mean, he wants us to be blessed so we can bless others. And um, I just know it, it is so comforting to me to know that I can go there when uh, and go to him on a regular basis and, and, and receive that. And um, if, if things aren't going well, I know that God wants that to be different, and he will show up consistently. We can just get the heck out of the way and give him access to our hearts, to our lives, to our marriages, to our families. He shows up consistently. So one of the things I need to do is just look for the ways that maybe I've got a block there, or maybe I haven't been looking there. Maybe I haven't leaned into him in a significant way. But to know that he wants that for me is a tremendous sort of comfort. And he wants us to be blessed so we can show the world what's possible with him. So he's committed to help us get there. It's not just finding a way to bless everybody else. And we just sort of take it in the shorts. It's really, how can we, prove to the world what's possible with Christ. Mm. Well, Bob, thank you for your time, your encouragement for this most important relationship that we have. Thank you for uh, the time today and, and encouraging us. Hey, thanks for what you guys do. Really appreciate being on the show.